lessons from the CDC. Vaccinated people are now allowed to not wear their masks around. Uh, I just started at the CDC, and this is why this doesn't sound professional at all. But if you are ugly, people will ask you to put your masks back on. <laughs> ask me how I found out. Oh. <laughs> ask me how I found out. Oh, no. Psych, this is the CDC, this is the WHO, World Health Organization, baby, and vaccinated people, you better keep your motherfucking masks on, piece of shit, you little, you little fucking dumbass asshole, there's variants out there, there's, there's COVID-20 and 21 coming along, you better keep that fucking KN95 on your goddamn face, you dumb fucking piece of shit ass bitch, drinking your Kool-Aid, sitting on your goddamn bed. <laughs> It's not even Kool-Aid. This is Crystal Light, my nigga. You can't argue with who? <laughs> oh, my God. Hello. Welcome back to Keep 100 with Dakota and Chorcy. This isn't even CDC or who, so tricked ya. But keep your mask on because some of us are not pretty enough to be going out without a mask. I, there are a lot of people who ain't been brushing their teeth during this, and it's about the show. <laughs> Yeah, I've been thinking about like all the all the George was it George Washington Carver? Is that the person who had wood teeth? No, you, know what I'm you mean George Washington? Period. George, yeah, George Washington. <laughs> that that would be. I don't know. I was thinking about like carving. So I thought it was Carver because like he carved. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Please tell me you don't think George Washington Carver was the man who carved George Washington's teeth. No, 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 no. But like, okay. because there were wooden teeth, like I think about like, you you can carve in his teeth. So I always made this up. I don't know, bro. Theater major. History was not my strong suit. Gotta love you, Jersey. Uh huh. Whatever. I ain't gotta be smart. Just gotta be pretty. Yeah, I think I'm definitely gonna keep my mask on because um, I like talking shit about people or like mouthing things. <laughs> You can't really do that with the mask off. People are going to see me obviously talking shit about them. Because I'm not, I'm not subtle. Um, I think for me, it kind of depends. Not going to lie. Like, I, I've been fully vaccinated for quite a while. And I've also, I've been in very public spaces almost all of the entirety of the pandemic. Well, that's true. Yeah, you really have. Uh, just because of like my job, like I've been almost required to. So at this point, masks are kind of an annoyance. I wear them out of respect for others, um, and I support and understand the science behind them, which is why I wear them. But like, if I have a choice to not wear them, I'm probably just gonna be comfortable and go without it. Cause also, as we were just talking about, if I die, that's like the sweet relief from life. Yeah, that's true. I don't got to be here anymore. You know. There is no worse hell than life. <laughs> Truly. Like, for example, listen to an episode of a, a podcast where the celebrity is talking about the fact that, um, you know, when they go out to dinner, a lot of times they get free meals. You know, people come up like, oh, I'm a comp you. Now, think about it. In Why this, would you comp a celebrity? In this American capitalistic society, we tell homeless people and people who go without food that they are deserving of that and that 
they are of that lifestyle because of the decisions they made. But the people who are rich and have the means to pay for meals continue to get free meals. So we, as businesses, continue to support this ideology of getting the rich to be richer and, conti and continuing to make the poor poorer. The fact that we have to pay for insurance, you have to pay to take care of your health. You have to work in order to have a home, to eat food, to be able to drink clean water, and even then, only if you're in certain areas of America, because not all of it. Like, we have put a price on existence, on human life. Because we want to profit off of the pain of others. Yeah, that's true. That's so fucked up. But no one, like, because everyone is like, oh, this is just, that's life. That's normal. Like, no one stops to question it. No one stops to be like, we should not charge people for medicine. Because what? Oh, some people may abuse it. It's medicine. I just recently switched health insurances and found out that oh, yeah. one box of a uh, specific insulin that I use, which is only for a month of me surviving, literal survival, it is $1,600 for five pens of insulin, which will last me a month. Which means if I did not have insurance, I'd have to pay $1,600 a month or just risk it all. That's so fucked up. And the worst part is it doesn't even cost that much to manufacture. In America, it's like the highest medicine prices. Like that same medicine will cost so much cheaper in other countries because their government actually gives a shit about their people. But yeah. America is not the greatest country in the world. It's very far from it. That's why I kind of can't wait to die. Or, like, there'd be, like, apocalypse. So, we'll just restart. Because America is really not it. It's not the place. I've thought about if a nuke were to hit America. I feel like those who survive would end up repeating America. Because I feel like we as humans are truly incapable of learning from our mistakes. And I unfortunately feel like those who did survive from the nuke would end up creating the same America. Well, also, because they'd probably be the rich, too, because they'd have the ability to survive being bunkers or whatever. Taking that, what that what was that movie, like, 2012? That, like, old apocalypse movie, you know, without oh, going to die, yeah. the lions. And, like, is it the super rich could go to that crazy bunker, but everyone else was left to fend for themselves? Yeah. That's definitely what would happen. Like, if the apocalypse was going to happen like that, it, it'd be like that. Or like when when the Earth expires and the human race has to try to relocate to a different planet, which is going to be a fun time. Oh, people like you and I are not going to be going to different planets. Nope, I'm afraid of heights. I I don't know I don't know if I could get over the fear of being in a spaceship. To be honest, like if someone told me that like something was coming towards the Earth and was going to ruin the Earth. And I could survive if I got in the spaceship. My brain would go, 
nigga, you ain't gonna survive if you get in that spaceship. You gonna have a heart attack and die anyway. <laughs> so it don't matter where you go. Cause honestly, the idea of no, I I I can't do it. My heart is racing thinking about it. I feel about blood pressure rising. I don't think it's gonna work. So I I'm just dead. <laughs> and now they talking about there's UFOs everywhere. Possibly there's some um, confirmed sighting of UFOs with some pictures released by the government and all well, this I hope shit. take me. <laughs> why don't you give me an alien wife? Why? Why? Why, why do you want to be married? Oh, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, this so was the longest intro. It has nothing to do with our topic of what we're it doesn't. It actually doesn't. I was like, damn. Like, I was like, I love this like anti-American rant. We <laughs> you know, I'm always here for it. I I know. I I don't even know how we got there. What were we What were we talking about? No, you're just thinking about death and probably this thoughts, but in your head. Dick I gotta and say, death. it's my best. One of my favorite character developments personally is going from being an ROTC to being like, wow, America is a bottom of the barrel country. I thought you were about to say America is a bottom, and I was like, oh, my God. America is a bottom. America <laughs> is a bottom. Run it. Like, in a bad way, it's a bottom. The it's idea of, like, bottom. Captain America being a greedy bottom is, like. Oh, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of, like, twink status. Like, very smooth cut. Honestly, Captain America might be a bottom, y'all. Hot take. I, I could see this. Yeah, like especially. <laughs> yeah, I Captain America's the bottom. Never mind. We <laughs> we just gonna leave it at that. I we're not gonna go into some possible furry shit. But like, compared <laughs> compared to his counterparts, I could see I could see me handcuffing Captain America. So this is an episode about body positivity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got here. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the mask part, well, I said keep your mask on because you're ugly, kind of contributes to body positivity. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm positive that you are ugly. Keep your mask on. <laughs> and it takes one to know one, and I am one. So that's how I know. Oh I'm like, god. people ain't looking at us. Keep our masks on. Oh, my God. Anyway, so we're, we're only about... Uh, little over 10 minutes of this episode and we're finally getting on topic this is pretty on brand for us but yeah so today we want to talk to you about something very near and dear to my heart <laughs> i almost said dick which is body positivity <laughs> body positivity and just having a conversation about what it means to be a male in our american society and trying to have A positive outlook on your body when you don't match what you see in the mainstream media, mm. but also feeling as though you were not allowed to celebrate your body uh, because we're not considered the minority, which is very, very, a very rough spot to be in. Um, you know, for a, a, a lot of us, uh, we ain't got the sculpted abs. Honestly, don't really want that type of body either. Um, I kind of like being bigger. I, I like having some meat on me. It makes me, it makes people afraid of me, which I like. Uh, 
Like, I like being an inviting bear, is how I like to describe it. Okay. I, I like that, like, a lot of women will look at me and be like, he has very, like, gentle eyes, and, like, he has a very comforting voice, and I feel like I could hug him. But a lot of people will also look at me and be like, he will fuck me up. Because I can do both, and it truly matters in the second. No, he's going to fuck you. This man is horny all the time. I did not say that, but yes. But you were thinking it. I did not, but yes, that too. (laughs) (laughs) That too. Like, just the idea of, like, he's inviting, but he's the wrong one to fuck over. Not fuck with, Mm. but fuck over. Okay, I see Uh, that. But, like, you know, I've been... I've been a, a biggin, I guess you could say, all my life. Uh, my nickname as a child was Chubby. I hated it, resented it, still do. Um, only one person calls me that, and I really wish she wouldn't. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Family's family. They go do what they're going to do. You can't yeah. stop that. But if I could rid myself of, like, one nickname I had, why the fuck you going to call me fat? Like... <laughs> Yeah, my what does that make sense to? Was Chubbs. I had to, like, I got told, like, when she's going to middle school, like, you have to stop calling her Chubbs. I was like, why? I was like, am I wrong? I was like, you can't say that. I, it, she wasn't even, like, Chubbs anymore at that point. Like, she thinned out. But it was like, she, it's in middle school. She's going to cry. And I'm like, good, because I was an asshole. <laughs> but now it's the, her license plate. Oh, so she's really She's really taken it. And that's also probably because... She thinned out and didn't have the same effect on her anymore. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't want, I didn't want the way people commented on or about me to always be so like yeah. surrounded by my weight. Like that, that's weird. That 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 seems weird. And even as a kid, I was like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing this. That's very, I don't know, like. Like, in that moment, as a child, I recognized a little bit, not fully, but I recognized a little bit that I kind of lost control of my body and who I was because everyone around me and my family would refer to me as chubby or chub. And I was like, this is not – that's not okay. Um, I went through a similar – sort of similar situation with – on the other side of my family, a lot of people would call me Little Chorsey, which – it was interesting because, like, I, I love my namesake. I love the fact that I'm fourth generation. I'm always proud of it. Mm-hmm. But there was a small period where it was, like, I felt like I couldn't create my identity because I was always being associated with my father, always being associated yeah. with my lineage. And I was like, do I have to be little Chorsey? Why can't I just be Chorsey? Mm-hmm. You know, or, like, can we find a different nickname that didn't always associate with me being the smaller or younger Chorzy. Now I'm taller than my father. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I don't think anyone has called me a little Chorzy in over 10 years. Like I haven't really thought about it. Um, Cause truly, really, I just, I didn't, I didn't grow outward. I've always been a hefty boy. I wore hefty clothing. I just got taller. So the weight just kind of spread. I wish y'all could see what I'm doing right now. Uh, but the weight. I wish I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but the weight just kind of spread. Um, Wait, can we also talk about how, like, with young boys' clothes, there was like skinny and then husky. Husky, yeah. <laughs> husky was like a yeah. clothing size. Oh yeah, I was a husky. I was definitely a husky. Bro, if I ever wore 
when I was a kid, I was like, I was just skin and bones. Like, if I wore husky clothing, I looked like I was swimming in it. Mm. That was so bad. Although, to be fair, in like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to get the years of this right. When was Soldier Boy a thing? Forever. <laughs> fair. Uh, I'm going to say this is like early, the troops. early 2000s. No. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. I would have been like five. It would have been late 2000s, early 2010s. To, no, I'd say probably like six to ten. Yeah, that feels right. That feels right. That's like the, the the hot commodity in terms of like hip-hop fashion was the mm-hmm. biggest, baggiest clothing you could find. And, like, I don't know how men didn't oversweat in that clothing because, truly, it was, like, men like Soldier Boy who had who is, like, as thin as a pinky who would wear 3XL, like, T-shirts and the baggiest jeans they did within SAG, which I'm glad sagging is, like, not a thing in our generation because, like, yeah. why are we perpetuating the idea – if you don't know what sagging is supposed to indicate, Google it. Just Google it. And if you ain't a bottom, don't sag. That's all I have to say. If you're if you are not a bottom, do not sag. And it is so weird that to me that straight men just took this phenomenon of sagging and showing their ass and then get mad when you comment about it like my dude you showing me all your goodies it's not my fault you got a fat ass and you showing me if you didn't want me to look put it away this is the same that straight men say about like women that go out with their girls so i think it's funny because it's like how do you feel how do you feel on the other side of it how do you feel being objectified but you got a choice is gonna Choice is gonna come at you. <laughs> like ah, uh, it's it. It was. I'm being positive about your body. <laughs> like truly, like especially because straight men, some of y'all got some fat asses, and it's a wonderful sight. But also, I know you ain't into it. So like, why 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 are you teasing the goodies like that? Why are you doing that? You get upset when women do it. You can't you can't be a hypocrite. You can't do the same shit. Fair. Yeah, that's true. Okay, getting back to my body, and uh, instead of objectifying other men that I don't know, although there's definitely a clear ass in my head, I just don't know whose ass it is. It's just this like, but it, just image of an ass. Yeah, and, and it, it's plump. Like, I feel like if I bit it, it would just be like a chocolate bar, like a, like a milk chocolate type of deal. And like, I can, I can taste it. It's in like these. Red plaid box. I don't know. I don't know why my brain is here. <laughs> well, I know this my brain is a here. lot. <laughs> I have very clear imagery. But, <laughs> like, your body is yours. And it's your... People try say that, you know, your body's supposed to be your temple. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, for some reason, seem to equate thinness with health not realizing that just because you're thin doesn't make you healthy just because you're you're thicker you know thicker with two c's doesn't mean you're unhealthy 
and I, I don't know how in the world of 2021 we still don't get that and how like Instagram models are still a thing. Hmm. Or at least not a variant of Instagram models. Like it's always so pathetic to me when you see like Cos- like Cosmo magazine or like Vogue magazine or Victoria's Secret and they're like, oh, we have this new diversity line of like women of all types of shapes. And it's like you went from like a size double zero to like a size eight. That's not all sizes of women. You went, we're going to push, we're just going to take one step out of our boundaries. And that's good enough for us. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so weird. Because, like, and, and I'll admit this, don't get me wrong, love Little Mix. I love them, love them, love them. The video they did of Strip, it's like them, like, uh, talk about, like, you know, embracing their body and all that stuff. And then I was looking at all four of their bodies, and I went, I'd kill to have any of their bodies. Like, they all have what is seen in mainstream media as very appealing sexual bodies. So it's just very interesting to see, like, basically you can't make anyone happy because even, like, people who have the appealing bodies still get the negative imagery and messages of, like, oh, your body's not good enough, and it's like, so basically, you're just saying no one knows what they want. No one is really happy with who they are as humans and with their bodies. So doesn't that mean we just stop judging how our bodies look? Yeah, I think we live in like a way too sexualized culture that people who don't even want to be are. Like you can't walk down the street without being like sexualized. Whether somebody, whether it's your knowledge or not, you just be vibing, doing your own thing, and somebody's gonna make huge judgments about you just based off the way you look mm-hmm. and, and it informs how you interact and even converse with that person like I don't think people realize when you when you find someone visually appealing you tend to be more open and friendly mm-hmm. even if it's just a simple introduction a simple conversation than if it was something someone that you perceive to be visually unappealing yeah I'm actually meaner to people I think I find attractive. Oh my god! Um, because I think they like be knocked down a few pegs because they think they had it too easy. I'm just being an asshole for no reason. See how you feel. Make it like ruin their day a little bit, and like not go to like especially if they're being really nice to me. Just like not give them to be mean to them. That I'm nice to ugly people because Lord knows they deserve it. <laughs> the Lord knows they deserve it. <laughs> Dakota. I like how this is my contribution to conversation. I'm yeah. part of that latter group. I don't <laughs> think I'm very attractive. I would like more people to be nice to me. You don't think you're attractive? I mean, like, I wouldn't fuck me, but that's more of like a... <laughs> <laughs> like, if I saw me, I'd be like, okay, dude. Um, really? That's interesting. Well, I think like I grew up... It's actually kind of funny. Oh, it's not really funny. Uh, not like really funny. Like I don't think it's funny at all. So I don't know why I said that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna keep going. Um, so like growing up, like it's like a joke. Like my dad would be like, "Oh, he looks like his son. Oh, he looks like me. Poor thing." And so I'm like, "Oh, damn, bro." To be I'm fair, ugly. your dad is not attractive. But continue. I also don't think he's attractive, but that's because 
Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. no. Just, just <laughs> move it on, move it on, move it on. It'd be weirder if I did think that. <laughs> uh, so I always grew up like, and then like, so that's when I was a kid, I was like, okay, like I thought I was a cute kid, but then like I started to go like that juvenile age of like, you know, preteen and then in middle school, so okay. my acne started hitting me. So like, that really like fucked up with my self-esteem a lot. Um, mm, okay. So, yeah, so, like, I feel like I didn't get, like, at least feel decently attractive, like, feel handsome in my own way until probably, like, my junior college when I was doing Accutane. Um, but still, like... Really interesting. Yeah. And then maybe, like, last year when I was working out a lot, I was like, sweet, my face is good. I've been working out. And now I've, like, ruined all that from, like, eating and drinking all quarantine. Granted, we didn't even have a real quarantine, but, like last spring and summer mm-hmm. just drinking even like a maniac um but yeah probably not it's like my junior or college that i started feeling like oh okay i'm like handsome-ish i have handsome tendencies handsome tendencies i i guess my, my journey of like discovering like finding myself to be sexually attractive is somewhat similar it I mean, so, like, being an only child and, like, not having a lot of romantic relationships growing up, I, I mean, I I remember the first time someone specifically called me sexy, and at that time, uh, (laughs) that was during probably the second weakest like lowest moment of my life when someone called me sexy and ended up dating that person for 10 days uh and then breaking <laughs> up with them in a hospital uh, oh god i i remember the story and it's still like so we're like you didn't date them for 10 days and you know that i i yeah <laughs> i i i'm trash anyway um Not trash but like that was the first time i had ever been called sexy by a, another partner um, because my partner previous to th- him, uh, they never did, and it bothered me. I we may have had to talk about this while I was dating them because it we dated for like eight months before we said. Well, the second time that was eight months, but like over the course of like the two years of that entanglement is what I'll call it. Like I, I never, I never heard that like i found them to be sexy and i i told them explicitly that i thought they were sexy but to not hear it back when words of affirmation is so important to me in that regards um fucked with me fucked with me a lot because i was like well maybe at the time uh this person was very much kind of questioning their sexuality so when we first uh enrolled in our entanglement uh, <laughs> you're like making the words worse like enrolled like you're register. register yes. when we enrolled in our entanglement um, they were uh, they identified as asexual so like I thought a part of it was that they just didn't find anyone sexy you know and that um, they were connected with me uh, purely on like more of a, a mental stimulation type of thing which is okay until we started dating and then they would express to me other men and they would explicitly call those other men sexy. 
because um, we had early in the relationship had gotten into an argument because they didn't want to use any of those terms of endearment in our relationship. You know, that that wasn't my boyfriend. Um, they weren't my partner, no babe or boo. Like, why, why do you need to call me this? And it's like, because I want to. And instead of, like, that being the end of it, it was like, well, that's not a good enough reason. Okay, well, I don't really feel like arguing with you about this because we shouldn't be arguing about this. Um, so then, you know, after separating from that partner and then moving on to the very, very unhealthy entanglement, number two, um, had to take some time to myself. You know, I got my apartment in Columbus. Uh, I was working at the escape room as assistant manager and um, had to really take some time to figure out, like, did I find myself to be attractive? Because if you don't believe, I strongly believe, if you don't believe yourself to be attractive, no one else can. You know, if you don't see the good and the virtue in yourself, then no one else is going to be able to find that in you. Um, so I I spent some time, like, looking at myself in the mirror and being like, this is my body. And because I would hear a lot of women say this, like, whether it was a podcast or, like, TV shows or movies, you know, whatever. Like, I felt like that was a very common thing that I would only ever see women do. So I was like, I... I don't really have a lot of guidance in terms of, like, as a man, how do I accept my body? So I'm going to try this. I mean, people seem to equate being gay and homosexual with femininity anyway. Maybe this will work. And in its weird way, it kind of did. Um, being le homo, uh, the expectations of my body are even more heightened than I would say straight men's are. Uh, I think, like, before we just move on to this part, um, like, I think a lot of that of, like, you know, really only hearing, like, body positivity coming from women is it kind of goes back to our uh, episode about, like, mental health with men. It's just, like, you just don't talk about it. Like, bro, if you're ugly, you're, like, I've seen so many TikToks and just, like, videos or, like, tweets of people saying that, like, oh, like, a girl can wear makeup and dress up and do all these things. Like, dude, if you're ugly, you're just ugly. Like, that's it. And, like, yeah, a little bit, but I think it just kind of goes into like that. I was like, oh, well, these are the cards you're dealt. You, If you have mental health, just man up, just live your life. This is just how it is. Like, if you're ugly, this is how it is. Like, I think, like, like for a lot of straight men, like, unless someone kind of told you how to dress or you really were seen how to dress well, it's hard to find, like, good fashion sense as well. It's like, I'll be honest, like, my... My dad was in the military, so anytime he was not in uniform, he was just wearing, like, regular clothes on the house. I had no fashion sense from him. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of like, all right, what are other people wearing? Okay, well, I can't afford to pay for that. Like, I just, I just survive. Wear clothes I just wear, like, just to get by. And then so, like, anytime, like, I'd be, like, like, now, if I'm dressed, like, feel attractive, it's kind of like, all right, well, I hope I'm dating somebody or have somebody go out with, like, hey, just tell me, what should I buy that looks cute? Because, one, I'm going to suck myself out of this. Because I'm so used to wearing, like, just, like, safe clothes where people are like, I don't want to look at me. I don't want to be too bold. Like, the fact that I have a thigh tattoo now is absolutely bananas because people are going to look at that. Especially how, like, I love this tattoo. Most people, it's dumb as fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the attention that, like, grabs now. Like, me, like, two years ago, never would have done this. Me, five years ago for fucking sure never have done this because it's too much attention but me now I'm like okay I'm a little more confident in myself like yeah I'm gonna paint with a gun on my leg forever 
because it's badass. But yeah, I think it's a lot of like not having the role models of like, you know, dressing attractive or feeling attractive or really talking about men's fashion. Like the only fashion you'd see was like, you know, that over the top stuff that we grew up with, like Soldier Boy. Or, like, suits and stuff. Like, men only see his attraction to wearing suits. I'm not going to wear a fucking suit to go to Kroger. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not going to wear a suit all the time. Plus, it's expensive. Like, yeah. I think there's more versatility, more advertisements for girls to look great every day for cheap. And some of their fashion versus guys is very traditional of, like, the pants and shirts. So, yeah. Ah, uh, that's. I also I never put too much stock into fashion or clothing personally. Um, I guess I've always been of the mindset of you should be thankful I'm here and I'm clothed. Like <laughs> that sounds like you. <laughs> like honestly, like and don't get me wrong. Like I when I need to show out, I do show out. I and I know how to present clean and proper and all that bullshit. But there's a part of me that's like. I'm not on this earth to impress any of you bitches. Yeah, I get that. So I like I don't derive my confidence from my clothing. Um, I derive my confidence from my existence and my voice and my talents. And then the clothing is kind of like a, a cherry on top for me. Yeah. It's like I, I can do A, B, and C. And also look good while doing it type of mindset. Um, that's not how everyone operates. That's not how everyone functions or thinks. And I, I get that and I respect that. Um, this is, I mean, a part of it, because I am a little bit of contrary in the sense of growing up, when I came out, there was a lot of expectations of like, you're going to be in a fashion and you're going to look good all the time. And it's like, I wear shorts and a t-shirt. Not even basketball shorts. Let's be clear here, people. This is what Chorsey wears. This is what I'm going to rock, okay? And I did that until they made us wear uniforms in, like, seventh grade. Because, like, why why should I care about looking good for y'all bitches? I just want to be comfortable. (laughs) Like, that's what I cared about. And I I had this mindset to, like, a lot of higher-end fashion clothing just wasn't comfortable. I don't find... Like, a lot of dress pants aren't comfortable unless they're, like, flexy. Um, oh, facts. Facts. Now, I've upgraded a little more. I've started focusing on some more button-downs, um, some more T-shirts. And, like, one of our mutual friends kind of helped inspire, like, an interest in, like, more colorful shorts. I also really, really like my legs. I think I have really – I have fun legs because I got some thick, thick thighs and then I got chicken legs for the cast, but they real like they skinny, but they tight. Like, cause I walk into balls on my feet all the time. So like, my calves are defined as fuck, and I love it, especially like being a dancer. Um, so like, it's very very fascinating to me, cause like I've noticed someone looking at my legs and, and like they're very confused, cause like I if you picture a Dorito upside down. That is that me. Is that is I am you. thick at the chest. I got some weight around the hips, and then my calves should not support what's up top. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, if you had a cow, right? But the cow didn't have a leg, so you needed to support it. 
So you gave it, you know those little toddler chairs? You give it one chair. That is me. That is how I'm proportionally built. I have I have the curvature of a woman in a sense of like I have the curve of like the chest bows out and then it comes in and then the hips go out. I have that S curve and I love it because it's confusing to people. <laughs> like I've had partners grab me because I expected to be like a straight shot and like grab me around the hips and be like, I, how do I? And it's like, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm a lady. <laughs> Because, like, I'm all about, like, changing the perspective of, like, what my body and how people should perceive me. I don't give a fuck. Like, if men want to wear makeup, fucking wear makeup. I've thought about, like, wanting oh, to yeah. wear heels. Like, that shit's fucking oh, powerful. Yeah. I also like the, I like the physical sound of wearing heels. Like, I like the click. It's, it's I like powerful. the high school principal, like, feeling of, like, <laughs> this is like, someone in power. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I thought about when it comes to, like, my wedding and all that and, like, a couple performances, like, there's definitely going to be some songs, like, I think I want to do in heels. And it's like, and if you have a problem with that, don't fucking come. Like, because it's not about, for me, it's not about, like... Wait, wait, hold on. I'm imagining that, like, people are going to go to a super extravagant gay wedding that you've, you're obviously going to be advertising. It's going to be a crazy big party. They're like, Chorsey wearing heels where I draw the line. Oh yeah, the wedding is called. Uh, the concert is nicknamed the the homosexual agenda from the gay marriage <laughs> place. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So, cause the I idea, cause I'm even a friend pitched this about like trying to go on tour with this. So it's the homosexual agenda, and it only goes to very heavy Republican cities, but it's all gay pop culture songs. Ooh. So that's all. Like it's. Four hours of just nothing but like those, the music you hear in Axis. That's all Damn. it is, right? Like that's that's the idea, bro. We could make so much money because I mean that's getting to the communities of people. Now the issue is the security of it because I think it'd be a lot of a lot of death and bomb threats, which is very sad. Um, yeah. Anyway, getting back to what I was talking about <laughs> when it comes to my body and. Just being able to accept the body that you were in as a male, these have just been some interesting challenges that we just don't talk about. Um, And I wish we did. I don't know if that's going to change, to be honest, because there seems to be this fear. Like, I don't know if I've ever had this conversation with another man before. I don't think I've even had this conversation with my partner before of like, how do you embrace your body? Like you said, I think there's very much that stigma of like, you just, you just ugly, you know, that that, that's just how it is. You know, that that's the end. And it's like, well, why, why is that the end? Why is that the way it should be? Especially like being, being a male who dates male, it feels like there's that, um, I guess that kind of a uh, chamber effect where it's like, you know, you're on grinder and it's like only, I only talk to fit dudes and it's like, but nigga, you're 400 pounds. What do you mean? You only talk to fit dudes, my dude. You look like the Grinch. You can't talk to me this way. 
you ever feel like, excuse me, I've probably been this, but like, do you feel like when you're, you're sleeping with somebody, you feel like you're comparing yourself to them during it? Uh, um, it depends. Uh, now I consider it a blessing for them to be able to fuck me. I love the energy. <laughs> love it. Especially because um, you don't have the time. I We've do. had many discussions about this. As soon as somebody like starts like acting foolish on the apps, like, all right, let's cut off. It's like, you just don't have the time to deal with it. But. I don't. I don't have the patience or the time. Um, when I was in college, so like, I mean, I lost my virginity at 18. I, depending on who you talk to, I was late to the crowd. I just think it was a good time for me to do it. I think I probably would have waited like maybe three more months and waited till I graduated high school, but I did it my senior year of high school. Um, and I don't have many regrets about the person I lost it to other than my intentions for trying to do it. But that's a whole separate story. I did. I don't remember comparing myself to him. I don't remember comparing myself to any of my sexual partners other than my one romantic partner. And what's so interesting about that is when he first came over, like our first date, when we first met, I told my roommates, I was like, he's too feminine. I don't know if I'm attracted to it. Like there was something about the voice, something about the way he looked. And I was like, it's, it's, it's not the masculine energy I wanted. Yeah. So at the beginning of that relationship, I actually considered myself to be better looking than him. Mm. And somehow, and I think this is through the desperation of not wanting to be alone. By the end of that, I had convinced myself that he was a 10 and I was like a three. And that um, I would never find someone who looks as good as him um, or like the body he had. Um, like, and the thing is, and in no way, shape, or form am I here to talk shit about my ex because that's not what this podcast is for. He was not a bad looking person. I just should have never taken it to that place of needing to compare it to begin with. Like, had I just been more confident in who I was and what I brought to the table, that wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah, but I think it also comes down to like the fact that, like you said earlier, you weren't getting those affirmations that you know you'd have liked or needed, like from somebody you're basically involved with. So of course that's going to impact how you see yourself. How you see, them. especially if like if you're saying these things and you're not getting it back, you're gonna your brain's just gonna do that. You're gonna, oh, that must mean that they're sexy and I'm not. Yeah. So I mean, I've definitely felt that with previous sexual partners or people been interested in. So. And I mean, that partner, I, at one point they considered themselves to be bi. So they had been, they had been sexually involved with women, um, before me, but I was the first male they'd ever been with. Um, so there was a lot of that, the questioning of like, I don't know if I know enough about sex to give them what they want or the exploration phase that they want, um, because I don't really know enough about what I need or want yet. So a lot of that questioning in my head of, am I am I really good enough? Definitely came into play for that relationship. A lot. Um, physically, mentally, romantically. 
do I have what it takes to support what they needed? And it's a whole, whole situation. So, yeah, I, that was the only person I've ever, like, compared myself to physically. And purely off the fact that I weighed less than him, I discounted myself. Um, the person right after him was a little bigger than me, a little taller than me. Um, but I, I never had that comparison. I also never had the sexual attraction to We're him. We're talking about the 10-day trial, right? Yes. <laughs> it was not a trial period. It kind of, is that the new name for it? <laughs> that's what we're going to call now. All right. All right, just making sure. I didn't mean to, I didn't think it was going to be that funny, but <laughs> I'm glad it was. Um, oh, that, that floored me. That caught me off guard. Yeah, he wasn't. He never made my dick hard. Like, I I genuinely, Oof. I thought, I mean, other than, like, a time he sucked my dick, which, like, even then, <laughs> so there was a time we were in his living room because, um, like, one of our dates lasted, like, 48 hours. Like, I just stayed with this dude. It is wild. I don't know why anyone in my life let this happen, but whatever. I remember that. Like, it was, like, me and another mutual friend, like, we were concerned. It was, like, Choice does not know this man, but... And- I know, but I was like, I know he's needed something after the little boy split up. I was like, I'm let him rock, and Troy's is smart enough to get himself out if he needs to. And then after that month, you were like, y'all, I am so sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and um, so like there was a a night because he was, even though he was bigger than me, he had what I like to refer to as greedy bottom tendencies, like America. Yes, like America. Um, I like a partner who likes to suck dick. Don't we all? But what you like, you have to be. Um, you can't beg for it. That's not attractive to me. Like, if you are someone who, like, if you literally get on your hands and knees and are like, call me a little slut, I'm like, this is the worst porno I've ever seen. And my dick would just go swoop. And we're just not doing this. So, like, you can't, you can't beg for it. You have to be suave or smooth with it. Like, there's something that's very attractive. Like, like a man with a deep voice is like, "Let me suck your dick." It's like, "Yes, sir. Uh, yes, absolutely." <laughs> Versus, like, "Oh, let me suck your dick. I just, I just need it in my mouth." It's like, go get a cucumber. You're not deserving. Like, I think that's the thing. I think it's. The whininess. If you don't conduct yourself as though you deserve it, then my brain goes, you don't deserve it. Mm, that's fair. Versus if you're someone who takes charge and it's like, no, 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 this is what I want to do. And it's like, unless I, obviously, unless I object, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. Like there's, yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want a bitch. I don't want a whiner. I'm not, I don't want to, one of my friends like we've taken the BDS test a couple times over our, our friendship. I have zero percent brattiness. I don't want a brat. I don't. I don't. And maybe because I am a little bit personally of a brat in the sense of, I know emotionally, if something, if I don't like the way you have spoken to me, or the way you have done something for me, it can throw my mood. 
Like if yeah. I detect and if I detect like you have you, you've raised your voice at me, I was trying to be serious about a situation, you were smart, and that miscommunication happens, if I don't catch myself, it can tick me off very quickly. Um So I was like, I just I don't be a man. I guess in that sense, you know, I, I want you to be a man. I, I date men because I like masculine features. I like masculinity. Um, I don't need you to be overly macho. I like when people kind of flow through the lines of that gender play. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want someone who's just submissive and a bitch all the time. That's annoying. How did we get to hear from body positivity? I think you're being very unbody. I could have said body negative. Uh, as soon as I said un, I was like, this is going the wrong way already. Um, what were we talking? Oh, because you talk about uh, comparing yourself to partners. Uh, so I was saying specifically, like, you know, because I'm a male body positivity, specifically this episode. Like, Yeah. I guess I've never thought about it. I've never thought about it with, like, I've never thought about it with hookups. Because truly, it's, it's, it's just that mindset of, like, you, you're lucky you get to do this. You are like, because I don't give my body to. Uh, it is gonna sound contradictory. To the last episode, because I truly said I was gonna have a whole face, which I'm trying, America. I'm trying. I shouldn't say America. This is this is a global podcast. I'm trying to be a hoe, y'all. I am. We 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 land the seed work. <laughs> um, God. we're wearing condoms. I don't know if I own condoms. I don't think I own condoms anymore. Just buy new ones. It's not like that huge of a deal. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just you know, like if I invite someone over and if they don't have the condoms with them, are we really gonna walk all CDC the way to CBS? CDC says we can fuck raw now. Are we really gonna pandemic's walk? over? Are we really gonna walk to CVS just to buy condoms like that? That seems like CDC says if you're vaccinated, you can. Fuck raw. How has it been shooting porn? Mask. Have you seen have, the, they been? have you seen a mask video? I have not. Oh, I know they have been. I believe they me, I know. Have been. Oh, damn. I guess I have it. And they do lots of testing? Probably. I, I guess I don't trust the porn industry enough. I think <laughs> there's too many seedy people in that industry. Seedy. Too many jizzy people in the industry. Oh, dude, you ruined it. No. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to make that joke. I'm going to make it worse. <laughs> you ruined um, it. Yeah. Shit, the fuck was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I guess I've never compared, like, it's kind of going off that. I've never compared, even if I'd had body positivity issues or, like, self-esteem issues, I never thought anybody I slept with was out of my league. Um, purely because it's, like, that confidence that hit me. And I was like, well, I'm hitting, so you're obviously in my league. Ooh, question. Hmm. Have you... Because <laughs> I have thought about this for quite a few of my partners. Have you ever thought about if the partner thought you were out of their league? Or that they were out of your league but they were settling? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think everyone feels that. A really... I, it's only the one for me. 
I feel like, oh, well, do you think that they're thinking about it to you? Yeah, because Absolutely. I, I know for a fact the other one thought that I was above him, which is what turned me off about being with him. Oh, yeah. Um, The guy I lost my virginity to, he had no qualms about what he was doing. But now that I look back on it, he didn't know what he was doing, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. You ever seen an episode of, uh, oh, God, what is it? This episode of American Dad where Roger's like, there's just some poor chap out there that's just, just like darting his tongue out when he's like making out with people. And it's like, <laughs> there, are, there are some tops I know who are doing this because I've heard some horror stories. It was like, <laughs> he just he just rammed it in me. And I was like, he didn't use cocoa butter? No oh cocoa. My God. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't use cocoa butter to bottom me all. That's not, I mean, that might be healthy. I don't know. You should be using some sort of lube. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, like. Regular butter from the kitchen. <laughs> I guess I, other than the one, I don't know if any of my partners have really thought about it. I feel like one has, but meh. But you think, like, the majority of your partners or all of your partners have? No, I think maybe a few have. Based on the way they acted and stuff. Hmm. Well, bitch, I hit anyway, so, like... Yeah, like, I was hitting, though, so, like, it was... You were in my league. I was Just in your legs. Like... You was in my league. Like, you know, what you welcome me. <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, like, at the end of the day, it's like, how are you going to judge me when I stuck my dick at you? How are you out of my league when you sucked my dick? Like, yes! <laughs> you willingly, willingly put a penis, yeah. a whole penis, and, and balls. And I'm going to ask myself, I know I have, no, I have zero game. I do not know how to shoot my shot with people. I, I'm going to be straight up about that. Anybody who's ever talked to me, like, in a romantic way, knows I don't have, really have game. So anybody that I've slept with, had to take some major steps to fuck me. So that's how I know that you're in my league. Because hmm. you had to have some sort of initiative to make this happen. Oh, I guess all your partners have to initiate in some way, shape, or form with you. At least something like, or it's gonna, or even taking forever for us to ever like get together. Yeah, you're not a hundred percent take charge. No, I'm just like, yeah, I just don't have game. I don't know how to like. Maybe it's not seductive, but like, yo, I don't. I guess, I guess maybe I'm just bad at flirting. I have no idea where I stand, so like I don't know when to take the timing of when to be take that chance. But anybody stuck with me has had to have some sort of initiative. So that's why I know throw my leak a little bit. Uh, yeah. Okay, I think that that's that's fair. I mean, I don't. I don't know what you do to be able to find your way. Because I don't know if I've seen you. I haven't seen you single. A lot. 85, 90% of our friendship, you've always, you are a serial monogamous. Well, yeah, I guess since I was single was. Like a, two years ago until. What? End of November, December, this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's gonna happen. 
So I just I kind of looked into that one. Cause I guess oh yeah, I've just been hoeing for the past two years. <laughs> Until December. That's fair. Then it's me. Drives the Wild West. So she's too busy. I had nothing to do, so I was like, might as well mess with women's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, <laughs> I, I started laughing because I said that. I was like, shut up, you idiot. You can't be openly admitting you gaslighting people, bro. That's I didn't not healthy. gaslight them. I didn't gaslight them. Very clear with my intentions <laughs> by sleeping with them and moving away. I feel like that statement is gaslighting me. <laughs> well, if you didn't understand what I was saying, well, that's on you. Oh, my God. No. I don't think I gaslight anybody. Really? Oh, I, did, I know I have. I know for no, a fact I have. I definitely have. I That's a lie. I definitely have. And I won't even excuse it. And... In that very bad relationship, I wanted an excuse and to be like, it was a part of my mental health. It, it was just, there were some things. No, there were some very specific things where it was like I was accusing them of, like, cheating on me. And, like, I, I was creating some narratives and was, who I, it's been very weird because I'm recently coming to terms with, I feel like I've been very honest about like how a lot of that negative stuff in those relationships have affected me and I've been stating like I know I, I did some fucked up shit but I've been kind of hiding behind a wall of like yeah but also like they did this to me and this is why I did it you know I yeah. wasn't mentally healthy and I just recently hit the point where I'm like oh no I was just not a good person like I was making very bad decisions in that situation ship is what we'll call it. And that sucks to be like, yeah, bro, you uh you was not good. You gotta do better. <laughs> you gotta do better, because uh that was not good. It happens. We're young. But no, yeah. I guess looking back I definitely did gaslight some people. Like they get mad at me about something. Like I don't know if you ever heard the meme it was like if you text a guy a bunch of questions, he's only gonna answer one. If I was ever getting, like, if somebody that I was, like, hooking up with, like, got mad at me and would, like, send me one of those messages, I would just answer the one point I could defend and then weasel my way out of it. But also, you don't have the right to question me. If all I'm doing is providing dick, <laughs> the only True. thing you get to ask questions about is when will you receive the dick again. And that was my thing. It was, like, I don't have to deal with this. I'm not going to. Because, like, I would be clear. I was like, I thought this was obvious. If I'm not... Like, if this was the case. Like, we've never hung out. We never do anything. Then all of a sudden, we saw each other at a party. And this happened. And that's the only time we hang out. Why would this be anything more? And why am I getting in trouble for this? When you've also never communicated any attention otherwise. I will say, that is one thing gay men do have down pat. Because uh, when you're on Grinder or Scruff, <laughs> it's truly just like <laughs> opening message will literally be you trying to fuck. It's like I know exactly what's about to happen. I know what you're trying to do, and I I do respect our community for that sense because uh, there aren't a lot of situational ships. Although I tend to find them, there aren't a lot of situational ships where it's like, are we dating? Are we fucking? Like I definitely have some friends. In the straight community who are like caught in that we've been fucking 
are we dating? Are we not dating? Are we just fuck buddies? But also, like, you do this with me, you do that with me. And I've never experienced that. Like, I, I wish I knew what it was like to be in that, like, oh, you're fucking me, but you're also, like, you're buying me breakfast. What's happening? Mm. I just, I'm curious what that feeling is like, you know? Because usually it's like, I just want to fuck. Uh, I was going to be like, I was like, hey, just go text one of our friends. They don't want to fuck. Oh, I mean, it's it's not just them. It, this is actually multiple people. Like, it's it's just over the years. Like, I, I only notice it with straight people. Like, this is not a thing that happens to gay people. Mm. Like, I don't know. People are like, yeah, I don't really know what's happened between this, this guy and I. It's like, no, no, no. Like, it's either I fucked him and now he won't leave me alone because the dick was too good. Or it's like, oh, my God, he fucked me so good. Now I want to get with him. Like, it, it's very clear intentions. And usually it's met with, I don't want to date or, okay, sure. Like, it's just. If he's not, if he's not wanting to be in a relationship with you and he keeps fucking you, it's not confusion. You don't know where you stand. He just doesn't want to get with you. Yeah. But I feel like only, I feel like those type of situations only happen to straight people. And. Yeah. So it's just something I don't know much about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be gay now. No. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. No. You wouldn't enjoy it. I don't think you'd enjoy it. I mean, I'm not talking about the sex. I <laughs> talking about like the... I mean, I don't know. Cause the oppression... <laughs> you are the epitome of gay though so like <laughs> okay let me rephrase that statement you, you're like the top tier gay that's what I meant to say <laughs> you are the that's, that's a tagline that's all you're saying you're the epitome of gay <laughs> what kind of 7th grade insult was that <laughs> Is it Xbox uh, Live chat room? <laughs> like, <laughs> for me, what I find gay relationships to be, it's like, it's similar to our friendship with sex. Like, it's, it's very much just like, at least the relationships I have been in and that I want to pursue, it's not a, a heightened level of like, of that like there's the respect of like that's my partner that's my boyfriend you know i consult with him when i make x y and z decision but like the way i interact with my partners it looks and feels from the outside as though we are best friends <laughs> as though we're best friends with the sex attached to it um okay. Because, like, I want my partner to be someone I can joke and laugh with and, like, be able to go and, like, hopefully do escape rooms with and uh, play board games. And, like, I can tell you I love you. And then 30 seconds later, you stupid fucking bitch comes out my mouth. Like, that's that's how yeah. I express my love and my gratitude for people. So, with my partner, it's, it is it is that. Um, so, I, like, the, the key differences of, like, a friendship versus a relationship are the, the physical actions. 
You know, like, yeah. I may not buy groceries for you specifically, um, but, like, I'll probably buy groceries for my partner if he needs it, right? Like, mm-hmm. we'll open a checking account together. I'm not going to open a checking account with you. Maybe a business account with you, you know? Yeah. Like, that, that, those are the differences. Um, but it terms of how we interact, because, like, I want my partner to be one of the boys. Yeah. Like, my partner has to be able to, to get along with you. Maybe if he can't be awkward for him because I'm going to be in your life forever. So. <laughs> like, honestly, if he can't, he's probably not going to be my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely had some people in the past who didn't make the best impression on my friends. Yeah. I've also had my friends interrupt dates, which are, which is fun. <laughs> that was an awkward situation. Because I forgot the name of my partner when I needed to introduce him. Damn. Yeah, well, your partner's definitely going to have to like me since we're probably going to live together in like less than a year. <laughs> yeah. He'll he'll get over it, honestly. <laughs> he'll, he will. He doesn't have a choice. Yeah. Um. My body is my body. My body is, it's not really a temple. I consider my body to be a museum. Mm, I don't like museum. My body's a 7-Eleven bathroom. <laughs> All right. Cue music. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore. That's a good ending, though. <laughs> We're not doing this. <laughs> The last 10 minutes, you're the epitome of gay. My body's a 7-Eleven bathroom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, I, in a sense of, like, my body is something others, I guess, are welcome to look at and enjoy. But I don't want many people in it. That's why I don't like the idea of a museum. I don't want many people in it. it it's just... So much hassle, so much work. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. My body is mine to do as I see fit, and I love my body now. It hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed about my body is how I view it, and I think that's that's the important lesson on what you all to leave with today. Um, like, have I lost weight? No, not really. I'm actually bigger than I was in high school. Um, but like. I think just I found more confidence in who I am as a person. And so I found more confidence in my body. Like I have a a more solid foundation of who I am and my personality and what I'm looking for uh, and friends and a partner um, and what my expectations are of the people who are around me and my expectations of myself. So with that came the acceptance of my body. And not a not acceptance in a sense of like, uh, this is my body, I have to live with it. But like, I love my body. Yeah, and that's I definitely cool. agree with that. And something's happened to me like the past year because like you know, being locked down really gave a lot of time for thinking. So I think between like you know one just being older and like this podcast and therapy has given me like a new appreciation for myself. And it's like, hey, you are pretty attractive because like the period that I was single, I was like decently successful. At being able to sleep with other people like that, I thought were attractive, so I never really felt like I was settling too much. Um, I didn't really settle with anybody that I slept with. I don't think, 
Um, so just like being more confident in myself and like a better appreciation that I've for myself than I ever had. Um, so between therapy and like this, also being able to like talk things out with like my best friend and really not like cement my views. So it's not like coming on here and spouting my Atlanta shit and then be like, yeah, this is the correct opinion. Because I know a lot of stuff I say are just dumb. It's like we were talking about earlier, it's performative. It's funny. Um, yep. Um, you know what I look like. I would not say this. I'd only say this like drunk from far away. <laughs> like in real life. I'm not saying like sober to somebody the way I talk about people on this because I get my ass kicked. But um, it's a podcast. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> but what key is? But yeah, definitely like even though recently because like I've gone back to work and working out a little bit less. Uh, I've gained weight that I'm not like proud of. Cause it's pure like laziness and stuff but like it's still like hey I'm still pretty attractive I'm still happy about this I know like what we were talking about earlier it's because I'm like having fun like I'm gaining weight because I'm like, going out drinking and like eating whatever I want and I mean when I get this next job I'll be burning that time to eat so all that's gonna go away I'll go back to being sick get the syringe bro <laughs> yeah I'm gonna get a syringe full of chicken noodle soup shoot in my veins yeah, I think, I think we're doing pretty all right. You guys, mental health is good. Happy about our bodies. We're gonna live together in like ten months. I'm here for it. Yeah, overall, I mean, there ain't much I'd change other than more money. Yeah, definitely fucking that. Whoever said money don't make you happiness definitely didn't have debt, or student loans, or medical bills. Or other bills, because mm-hmm. bitch, money could solve all of my problems right now. Yeah, I can't really think of a single problem that money couldn't solve. Every single problem, like everything I want to do in life, is derived off of how much money I can collect. <laughs> like the fact that I just want to get money so I can make a production company, so I can work. I'm asking yeah. for money so I can work. That's the wildest fucking thing to me. And it, yeah, it's not even like I want a bunch of money to like, yeah, be like super like greedy rich. It's like, hey, I just don't have to worry about paying off these debts. Oh, can I have a decent place to live that I'll have fun in? Do I have enough money to go out and have fun when I want to? That's all I ask for. Yeah. I could do a 40 hour work week if like my needs are being met and I can do the things I want. I don't even have to go out every weekend. But like, if I want to go for dinner on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and be good, that's fine. I can eat groceries Monday through Friday or go out fast food once or twice. That's all I'm asking for. A vacation this summer. Just a little bit of money, fucking please. We don't ask for much. So please, Massa, give me some more. <laughs> and that's all, folks. <laughs> Please subscribe to our Patreon because we do need this money. Yes, give us the money. Uh, what is the website? Patreon.com. Yes, patreon.com <laughs> slash keep it 100 underscore pod. Is that I right? Could, yes. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I truly, I couldn't remember if it was like, like keep it 100 pod dot Patreon or whatever, but you're right. Patreon.com forward slash keep it 100 underscore pod. Uh, please oh we got just one dollar a month will help a podcaster need us 
And if you really want to, if you don't want to do it through Patreon, if you privately message and send us a hundred dollars, we'll send you dick pics. Um, <laughs> so you know, just help us out, give you better content. We got a live episode coming up sometime soon. We are working out that. But if there are any particular topics you want to hear us ramble about, and you're excited, like take bets, like if I give them this topic, where will they go? with this because how often do we stay on topic the whole time you can take bets too but please send us stuff we love and appreciate all of our listeners yeah we accept nudes too um <laughs> i don't want to say that i'm afraid of what i'm gonna get <laughs> oh no take that although we did say in the last episode that uh if you send us something nasty something nasty nasty we'll read it um Unfortunately, that episode hasn't been released yet by the time we record this one. So we haven't oh, gotten yeah. anything nasty yet. But I'm hoping we get some. I'm excited. New- I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I'm not even going to lie. I am scared. Like, <laughs> I, I've heard some shit already, and I don't want to know what people are going to send us. And I'm afraid of who's going to send it. Cause I, I want to hear some good stuff. There's, there's, a, there's a friend in particular that I feel like would just anonymously send us some some ratchet shit and it would just catch us so off guard and be like okay bro alright I didn't know you had this in you but uh thank you for supporting the arts and uh keep it nasty <laughs> <laughs> that's just like keep it nasty that's a slogan keep, keep it hundred, keep it nasty keep it hundred, keep it nasty <laughs> um but yeah so like dakota said uh sign up for patreon a dollar a month don't forget to get your pets spayed or neutered um check us online on the socials keep it 100 pod on twitter on insty and on what's the other one facebook we're not getting a tiktok i'm not doing it or if we get a tiktok you can run it i ain't doing it I'll run it. That's after we're doing, like, live episodes and stuff. I'll run a TikTok. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. That makes sense. I just don't – I don't – at this point, I'm closer to 30, and I'm hitting that old man ideology of, like – You are 26. You are barely closer to 30. But I'm closer to 30 than I'm 20, so to me, I'm 30. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that is how my brain works, and I just don't want to get a TikTok. I just don't <laughs> – I just don't. I there's no other reason than like me being like I just don't want it. Um, I and for some reason, and I will admit I don't know if it's even an age thing because when I had Vine was a thing, I was pretty much the same way. It's just not a platform for me. Like mm-hmm. the the idea of just like going through and watching videos, like because I don't really even use Instagram all that much now. Only reason I use it so much is to promote this damn show. Yeah, but like that's fair. for my own personal use, I don't, I don't really use much of shit. Mm-hmm. I just don't think about it. Like, okay, when, when the things I want to do in life, okay, like if I'm having sex, the last thing I'm thinking about is social media. Truly, right? If I'm going to work, I'm probably not looking at social media to be like, "Hup, time to go to work." And then I spend all day at work, and I, I keep myself busy. I am a worker, be at work, so I don't think about social media at work. And then I come home. I don't really want to get on social media when I come home because I'm tired. I want to relax. I want to do the things I want to do. And social media for the past year, year and a half, two years, ten years, since 1776, has been nothing but depressing American bullshit. So, like, yeah. 
I don't. I don't really. I just. I just don't. I like to stay with the content that makes me happy. So anyway, that's a long rant. So subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, subscribe to this podcast, please. Apple, Spotify, please, 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 please. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify and uh, give us the ratings. We did get. Oh, I want to do a special shout out to Jamal. Thank you so much for the very kind, very sweet uh, review that you left for us on Apple. Our first review is truly a glowing review. So thank you, Jamal. I appreciate that so much. I know I texted you the day I saw it. Yeah, but, thank you so much, Jamal. Oh, man. I, I, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that people are liking our content. It's so hard to believe we. this is week 20 blank. Uh, <laughs> 20 blank. Yeah, we got no idea. <laughs> this is week 20 blank. I know we've passed 20. Because um, truly, when we started this, we had no idea what was going to happen. I don't know if we even knew we were going to do this weekly. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. I don't think we did either. <laughs> and it just kind of happened. We're like, damn, all right. All right, guess Here we're we uh, going to keep this up. <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening, for the, the Patreons, for subscribing. Once we get up to, I think it'll be 20 patrons, um, our first 20 patrons are going to receive a special gift from Dakota and I as well um and i'll release more details about that later but the first 20 patrons who subscribe to us will be getting a special little uh token if you will from keep it 100 as a thank you for supporting us so if you need a little bit of an incentive to subscribe it truly only costs a dollar a month you could do as much as you want though obviously but it can truly just be a dollar a month and it will go a long way um, and then word of mouth, y'all. Tell your friends, tell your mamas, tell your aunts, tell your granddaddies, tell your grandkids, tell your grandbabies, babies, your your sperm, your eggs, your uvula, your ovula, your uterus, <laughs> your iris. <laughs> Shut up. Please, just, you know, just write it, you know, as your answers on your tests. Uh, email your, your teachers. Uh, copy this episode. I email or I tweet it. I don't know if I said email. I emailed a porn star about our fucking podcast, bro. If I could do it, y'all can do it. So the next one's Kelly Rowland, because if I did Ricky, I gotta tweet Kelly now. So they'd be like, yo, Kelly, you should fuck this man. Also, I got an episode for you to listen to. I don't do I talk much about Kelly in that episode? Uh I now I don't I can't remember. Should we talk about music? I don't know how much you talk about Kelly specifically. How much did I talk about Ricky in that episode? I know I made certain comments about, like, I enjoy the work he does and... What work is that? Huh? What work is that for people who are just listening to this one? Oh, yeah. So, Ricky's uh, my favorite porn star. Um, <laughs> he is a straight, gorgeous, thick, little, scrumptious, little caramel, toffee-looking motherfucker who just... Body positivity, oh. y'all. <laughs> So, Ricky, if you're listening, call me. My phone number. <laughs> <laughs> if you DM us from your official account, he'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. I got some friends that want to work with you. Uh, it's it's Troy. It's me. Friend. I'm the front. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, y'all. Keep it nasty. Keep 100. Cue music. <laughs>